space out there, too, one-on-one. -on -one. Pressure from USC. Here's the shot. One-on-one -on -one ball. Are you, Are kidding, you me? kidding me? A flag is thrown. Are you kidding me with that? Nikhil Harry with an acrobatic, to say the least, as it stands now, grab with one hand. He is on his back. And he makes this grab. Are you serious with this? Come that's on! That's, that's going to be the best catch of the weekend. That is the catch of the weekend. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Pot, uh, Prospect Profile. I almost forgot my own podcasting in there for a second. Wow. Um, this is Lawrence again, and um, today we're going to be covering uh, another two prospects, um, a, a, one defensive and one offensive as per usual. I'm going to start with the defensive side of the ball today just to switch it up a little bit because sometimes I start offensive, and we're going to be looking at a really interesting, I guess you could say under the radar prospect because he's not on everybody's radar because he plays at a, uh, not a power five, but a, a group of five school. And that would be um, a Jalen Ferguson, the edge rusher from Louisiana Tech. Uh, Jalen Ferguson on tape uh, is interesting. Uh, he's... I want to say he's very raw. and But... His rawness lends to some very positive traits and some very negative traits. And I'm going to go over that with him. And so what the good thing, the good things I start, I noticed with, with Jalen Ferguson, um, he's very good size. He's six five two sixty nine. So, I mean, he's going to be fine on the edge. Uh, he's got that power on um, that, that strength that, you know, the body type to, be able to compete with some bigger um, offensive linemen. So that's not a big really concern there at all. Um, so in the, I know it's not like the main thing you're looking at when you're looking at an edge rusher, but I think it's a good thing for him is that when the run game, it, when it does come his way, I find he sets a very solid edge and uh, he makes the tackles when need be. Um, I, when the run doesn't go near him, he, you don't you don't see him really going over to make a lot of tackles. It's like like a guy like Ed Oliver can do that. He's not an Ed Oliver in that he's like a freak athlete, so he can't really make those kind of tackles. But man, I mean, when he does have the run, the runs come in his side. He's gonna set that edge, and he's gonna and he's gonna make things happen. So I, I really did notice that about Ferguson and on the film. And I, I think that's going to serve to help him a lot and get him a little more on the field in, a, in the next level uh, because he can play against the run and he's not a liability against the run. Uh, the big thing with Ferguson, wow, his strength is something else. Uh, <laughs> he has heavy hands that he, and he uses them. <laughs> he uses them to his advantage uh, on a weaker offensive lineman. And, uh, you see him on uh, film a lot, driving tackles back into the quarterback, um, throwing off a quarterback's rhythm. If, even if he's not getting to the quarterback, 
sometimes he be, he's driving the lineman and collapsing that pocket on, on a quarterback with that bull rush of his just making their, their lives miserable. And uh, I really like that about a, a guy that can rush the passer. If a guy has like, I like guys that have power moves. I, I really think that's sometimes the best way to get pressure on a guy. Not, not, I mean, not, maybe not always, but in certain situations, it's good to have a guy that can really push guys around and not just, you know, be fast off the edge. I just I like I just like how explosive he is. Um, when when he gets that line at the quarterback, he he he's very fast and he's not like not, no I shouldn't say that he's not fair fast, but he's he's explosive when he sees the he's a quick he's a quick step, so he can get there when he has an open opportunity. Uh. And I think his long arms are also going to aid him too. He's a very lengthy guy. His length has has uh, long, lanky arms too. So, and I, I find that if he's able to, I think if he's able to develop some more uh, ways to use those arms to get past offensive linemen, I think he's going to be uh, a pretty darn good uh, situational pass rusher in the NFL. But I just don't think he's there yet. Like I said, he's a really raw talent um, in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think he needs to be coached uh, in some, some certain aspects of his game. Uh, I, I think I think he's a guy you can work with. But um, I don't know. It, there's uh, I'm going to get to the negatives in a, in a little bit because there are some definitely glaring things with Ferguson that I think are going to give him some problems, at least at first. I don't think he's going to be a guy that contributes a ton in his first year and a half or two, even in the in the NFL, um, because for just for a couple of reasons. Um, but first, I do want to say he does have a nose for the loose football. When, when like the like, or sometimes he he'll force a fumble. I believe he has seven total forced fumbles in his career. So I mean, he can create some turnovers too. Obviously sometimes he gets when he can use those longer arms to knock the ball out of a quarterback's hands, tomahawk it out. But, um, I've noticed he's had, he's had a few fumble recoveries as well. Um, he's always going after loose balls when, when they're out there. So he's a very active player. He's not like a guy that quits on plays. He's, which is a really good thing. You know, when a play is alive, he's, out there trying to make a play. Uh, but here's the, the, the parts that could really kind of give me some worries about Jalen Ferguson. And I, he's not, he's quick in that he can get like that quick step to the quarterback, but lateral, like his lateral quickness is like not great. His side to side movements, a little, suspect and it's like when he if he goes on a straight line with the quarterback and the quarterback's not able to to move he's kind of has I, I find he has ish, like he find I find he gets there but if a quarterback's able to step move around a little bit step outside the pocket that's when Ferguson starts having some troubles um he's sometimes won't be able to finish because he he uh, kind of is on a one path and he's not very good at redirecting his path uh, to the quarterback when the quarterback changes it in the pocket. 
alongside of that, the the thing that I, and I it's not just me that's noticed this, noticed this. I think a lot of other people have noticed this with him is that he's he plays very tight. Uh, he's a a lot of th- times that you want to see with edge guys, pass rushers is they can use their is that guys that can use their hips. They can dip in in and out. You know they can kind of when they're go, they're trying to co- get around a tackle. They can they can twist their hips a little bit a certain way to get throw the tackle off and get around him and get to the quarterback. He's seems to be not able to do that. He's I think it's either a thing where he's so used to powering through guys at the lower level of competition he plays at where he doesn't have to do that. Or it's a thing where his hips may just not be able to move uh, to the capability you want to see in a pass rusher, which is a, definitely a worrisome trait. Uh, you know, because that's when you that's when you miss sacks. That's when you are you know a guy that's that's a quick uh, an offensive tackle that has quick feet. He could he can kind of keep up with him and. As long as they don't get overpowered, he, he's not going to really be able to get to the quarterback there. So I think Ferguson really, I don't know if like, there's, I mean, there's ways, hopefully maybe he can try to do certain things that loosen up his, his hips a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I, I think like, so doing something like yoga or something, I know this is like, probably sounds crazy, but maybe doing something like a yoga or like to loosen up his hip flexors kind of, I think would do him a lot of wonders because he, you can just see it. He's, he's very, he kind of is upright. He's doesn't swivel too well. And like I said, his lateral movements kind of funky. And I think that's a lot of that has to do with his hips and his tightness. And I, I just, I don't know. It on film, I expected to see more. I think I was when I went because I've heard a lot of hype behind him. I just I didn't see a guy that's going to be an overpowering every down threat pass rushing. I saw a guy that you bring him in every so often to to wear down offensive tackles with his power rushing ability, but. I just don't know if he's an every down guy in the NFL. Um, just because I just, I don't know. He like, he just doesn't seem, I don't think he's going to have that ability, at least not right away to have a variety of, of ways to get to the quarterback because of his limit, limit, uh, um, his limits on his athleticism. It, it, it's a it's a thing where I, I think he just needs to really I don't know I don't even know if it's a thing he can fix like I said I mean maybe he can loosen find ways to loosen his hips a little bit but I don't know it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be some tough sledding I think trying to get past that but I mean I will say that the guy is strong like I said and when you do have that you can make some things happen. And that's why I don't think he's going to be a washout or anything at all. I'm not saying that. I, I'm not, that's not at all what I'm saying. I think he's definitely going to make an impact for a team in the right system. I, I mean, that's always the case. You know, you have to be in the right system to maximize your potential. But 
I, I think if a team works with him, coaches him, really works on trying to find ways to, you know, bend, work on his, his bending around a tackle, I think he could really he could really improve. But right now, what he is is a bull rushing, nasty, you know, strong handed dude that could use his arms, you know, to use his arms to get to the quarterback more than his um more than quickness to the quarterback. That's not the way really he's gonna get pressure. That's just not how he's gonna be able to do it. He's definitely more of the power type of rusher, and uh, that's not a bad thing, but it definitely caps him right at the moment. I think he's not – he's one type of rusher, pass rusher, and I don't know. But like I said before, too, which is nice, is that he is a good run defender as well, so he can make some impacts in that, too. So that might be able to keep him on the field more than, than I, even I think he, he could be. So I don't know. Ferguson's Jalen Ferguson's an interesting prospect. I think he's a not a first round pick. I don't see it um, right now, unless a team really falls in love with his potential, like the Saints did with Davenport last year. Um, you know, coming from a smaller school, they saw the rawness there, and um, it was it was really something. So I um, and then going on to the next prospect. Uh, we had Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State. And now Nikhil Harry is a receiver that has that pro number one receiver type of length and, and size. He's 6'4, 216 pounds. He's at you just you could see he's a he's just a hard guy to tackle. <laughs> um, I just and and when he with that size and body, he knows how to use it in one-on-one situations against defensive backs. Uh, the big thing with him is he is so good at high-pointing the football and those jump ball, 50-50 balls. Uh, just most of the time, you're not going to beat him as a defensive back. It, it's it's very hard when he has that height and strength on you. And you just – he it's – Good luck. When, if you get him in that situation and the ball is up in the air downfield, it's he's very, he's good at tracking the ball and he he's able to high point that ball up in the air and come down with a big catch even when a, a body is on him. So he he's just a grown man and he uses that strength and and size to overwhelm a defensive back down the field. Um, he has really good hands. Um. I, I noticed that he makes his, like some of the easy catches. He makes and he makes those tough ones. Um, just in his, just in general, his catch radius is insane. Uh, ability to catch balls that is to his side, to his, to to up to uh, you know obviously like I said before, high pointing balls, um, lower balls. He he's could pretty much make most of those catches. And then there's this one catch that I, I'm sure everybody has seen that Watt is really into college football. Uh, against USC this year, uh, one of the most unbelievable one-handed catches I've ever seen. Uh, it's just, it has to be seen to be believed. I can't even really give it justice. 
do it justice by describing it here in audio form. It's I have re- actually retweeted it on the uh, Prospect Profile uh, Twitter. It, it's just unbelievable, and it just shows you the insane catchability this guy's got. You know, it's an it's not it's different from the like that Odell catch, the bit famous Odell catch, but it's in that same sort of like stratosphere. It, it's un, it's unreal. He also had a, a kind of a not as good that crazy of a catch, but a similar one-handed catch over the top of the defense against NC State in the bowl game last year, and it was just spectacular. The guy just has spectacular catch ability written all over him down the field, and you, you want to? It's the type of guy if you're able to throw it up to him down the field, do it because a lot of the times he's going to come down with it. And the thing is, it's not just that with Nikhil Harry. It's his running after the catch is also so dangerous. He's not, um, like, blazing fast. He's not, but he stri- his strides are big. So when he starts getting ahead of steam, oh boy, watch out. It's like a trying to stop a freight train. You've run, it's like a fullback running out there uh, at receiver. Uh, he, and I, there was this one play when they played Texas San Antonio. He uh, he caught a little hitch route on the left side of the field. And, you know, that's like a, a play where it's not really supposed to go a whole lot in a different direction. But he ended up, because he was going to get, if he stood there at that, in that spot and tried to get forward a little bit, he would have ended up getting stopped for like only a few yard gain maybe maybe like stop the line of scrimmage if anything he ended up redirecting to the other side of the field breaking several tackles in the process and all went all the way to the right side of the field he must have ran like a total of 150 yards on the play or something crazy like that it was just it was just ridiculous he turned something into that was something that that was should have been nothing into absolutely like uh, brilliant, brilliant football play. And then he also can be seen with it. And I think with the him that allows him to do this, he's, a, he's got good vision. You can see it. He has got good eyes, his strength, just guys trying to tackle him. It's just, they can't bring him down. And, and he's just so, his strides are so big where he's just, it's just like, he's a freight train out there. Uh, he didn't even do this on a punt return. Um, Against USC in that same game, he had the, the crazy catch. He had a 92-yard punt return, took it to the house on USC. Just amazing vision. Saw where his blockers were going and just took off, and they, no one was catching him. Uh, he just he's got a lot of play uh, yards after catchability as well, and I think that's a big thing on the next level in, in terms of his success level and what he's able to do. Um, he's a red zone force. I mean, he, with that size, 6'4", 216, 6, you know, whatever. Um, he, he can jump, like I said, he, like I said before, he can jump over the top in one-on-one situations and he's a lot of time is going to come out the winner. The, that, and that's why in the, in the red zone a lot, you see Arizona State goes to the fade route. Manny Wilkins will throw that fade route to him and most of the time he's going to win on that 
that's the type of uh, play that is so, 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 so vital in the NFL is being able to make that catch. And he can do that, that he is so, so able to get up in those jump ball situations, especially in the end zone and come down with the big touchdown. And, in, you know, obviously in the NFL, touchdowns are at a premium. And, uh, you, you know, that's what you want. You don't want to settle for field goals. And a lot of time, and he's going to come up with that big catch a lot of times in the end, in the end zone. Um, but, but there are some things with Nikhil Harry that do concern me. And I think this will prevent him from being a top 10 pick kind of guy. Will he go in the first round? I think it's possible, but I think he's going to end up going later. And here's why I think that um, the big thing, the big two things here with Nikhil Harry, he doesn't have that, that brilliant burst off the line of scrimmage. Um, He's not, you don't see him almost like he's not releasing enough off the line of scrimmage. And sometimes on those like shorter routes, like a slant route, he's not getting as open as you'd want him to because he's just not getting that step um, on a, on a press on like, especially on like press corners or playing press. They seem to really bug him playing man to man like that, especially on a press in a press situation. He's not able to like, get that separation you want. Um, it's almost like he doesn't have enough acceleration out of his brake to create that separation at times. And it's like, Oh no, like, uh Oh, like that's kind of a red flag. Uh, Cause you, you see some certain guys that have had that problem like Laquan Treadwell where big body receiver can catch, but he isn't able to get that, premium separation off the line um, in the NFL because guys are able to play him close and and disrupt him. And that that's going to kind of worry me about Nikhil a little bit. And um, and, especially, and going along with that, sometimes physical corners I see can squeeze him to the sideline a bit, preventing him from really creating that room for his quarterback to drop one in for him. And, um, and in general, his route running – is not anything to really write home about. He, you can see he doesn't have a lot in his arsenal yet in his toolbox. Uh, he's kind of limited. Uh, you know, he runs the, the vertical routes downfield. You know, that's his bread and butter because he's so big and uses his strength to, to be able to make those into big plays. But I think the problem with Nikhil Harry is that he's relying on his size and strength in contested situations and not really learning how to beat defensive backs off the line. And I just don't, I don't know. And he's not running those like really like anything really complex. And I think there's going to be a real big learning curve for Nikhil Harry at the next level in regards to that. As talented as he is and as big and strong as he is, it's going to be a problem where, for at first, where I think he's going to have to figure out different ways to get open. 
how he's going to do that is all up to coaching. And I think as, as a, if I'm coaching him in the NFL, I try to get him into open space. Don't, And I'm not going to try to make him create that space yet. You know, obviously you want to work on that with him, but if you want to maximize what he could do right now, I think with his, because he has such good yard after the catch ability, as I've explained, you want to get him into the, those situations where he's like a quick hitter, like a quick hitting screen where he can run after after catching it and not have to worry about dealing with a corner that's right on him or a quick hitch or something like that. It's it, it kind of overcome the separation issues he's having. You know, kind of just right run a motion motion him a little bit out of the, you know out of the backfield or you know motion him on the line of scrimmage and try to create a mismatch where he can uh, excel instead of getting you know bumped off bumped on the line of scrimmage constantly not able to escape the corner's coverage and um at times he does body catch a little bit especially over the middle like making catches over the middle he he's really good, like I think he's kind of anticipating the contact there, but that's a thing that I think can be worked on with him. That's an easily worked on thing, and it's not even a. I don't think it's a big deal with him, just because he can high point the ball so well in other situations and and make a and just have an ability to make a lot of different types of catches. So not too too worried about that, but it's just another little thing I noticed. But the thing, big thing I think with Nikhil Harry is he's he's a big dude. He's got that number one X receiver kind of build to him. But it's just right now, I think that and, and he can make the he can make the catches. He's not that doesn't have really bad hands or anything like that. Just what just concerns me right now is his ability to separate off the line if he's not running a, a deep route, you know, and, and that's, and that's a big thing in the NFL. You have to be able to run different sets, different routes. Uh, and I, I think that's, that's been the big thing lately with a lot of these first round receivers or just in general, receive a lot of receivers coming out of college lately. It's just, they're not used to running all these routes. It's so simplified at that level now. And, and it's kind of a, a very rude awakening when they get to the NFL level, and it's just a, a whole different game trying to run run routes, and it's just it's just a lot more complex. So Nikhil's got to really figure out how to um, how to beat that press coverage. But I think the upside with Harry is there. I mean, he's a he's gonna be. Uh, keep defenses honest, at least if, if anything right now down the field, you know what he can do in those one-on-one 50, 50 ball situations. And that's going to be an, I think that's going to be enough right now to make him an asset. And I think he'll be a later first round pick. Um, for sure. I, I could even see him. I think a team could definitely fall in love with him and snag him in the middle of the first, but I have right now. I think, I think he's, at about that late first round level, maybe early second, second, if things you know a certain go a certain way, but there's potential there. It's just he's not 
complete package yet. Um, that's going to be about it, though, for the show today. Um, I think we covered a couple really talented, but probably raw prospects today in uh, Jalen Ferguson and Nikhil Harry. Uh, you can find the show on iTunes, Prospect Profile. Search it. It's also the link is on our Twitter, which is at Prospect Prof. Uh, you can also find us on Podbean at prospectprofile.podbean.com. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook now. Uh, you can search Prospect Profile on Instagram and Facebook, and you can locate us there if you would like to follow us on those social media platforms. Um, anyway, this is Lawrence again, and we're signing off for this week in Prospect Profile, but tune in. Next week, we're going to have a couple more prospects to cover. Always open for suggestions. Tweet at Prospect Prof. Prospect Prof. Uh, if you want to suggest any prospects you'd like to see covered. Or if you would like to be a guest on the show with me, which I love differing opinions and differing viewpoints, please let me know and tweet, tweet me, message me, whatever. Again, thank you for listening. And I hope to have you guys listening to the next episode soon.